Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Hope you are having a great day and happy 4th of July weekend. Today we are going to talk about freedom. Um, it's, a, it's a time of freedom and what does freedom mean in Christ? Well, I think of a scripture from Galatians 5.1 and let me just read it for us. Um, it's it's called Christ has set us free or that's the title of this particular chapter and so it's if you want to open your Bibles as we start it is Galatians 5 verse 1 for freedom Christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery so for freedom Christ has set us free and Christ has set you free today He doesn't want you to be yoked anymore to whatever it is that's holding you down from a deeper and closer relationship with Him. And there are ways that we can celebrate freedom and recovery. And and I just want to talk to you today a little bit about that. And I brought in a special guest who will do that. She has a lot to share about freedom, freedom from loss and freedom from depression. And so we're going to talk about that today, and and it's a great day. It's a great day to rejoice because there's so much that we can be thankful for, even when we are having those feelings of maybe depression or anxiety or loss, because, like I just read, Christ has set us free. And so I would like to invite you right now, wherever you are, just to sit back and relax, grab that favorite cup of coffee, Grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, do grab a hold of Jesus so he can bring the Bible to life for you. And let me lead us in a word of prayer and we'll get started this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we have freedom when we know you. When you are our Lord and Savior, we can be free. We can be free from that yoke of slavery that's held us down and we don't have to feel captivated anymore by other things other than you let us be captivated by you and so lord we just pray today as we talk about what it means to be free in christ we pray that we would just open our hearts and open our eyes and our ears to hear you to see you like never before and lord we just want to tell you how much we love you and we thank you for it's in jesus name we pray amen Well, I am happy to introduce my friend, Shirley Gibbs, and she's come in here and is going to talk to us about a lot of different things, but our focus here is how we can be free in Christ, and so welcome, Shirley. How are you this morning? Thank you. I'm I'm really good. Thank you. Good. It's good to be here. It's good to see you, and and I just want to thank you for what you do. I know that you lead many women in a Bible study at First Baptist Church, and it's growing. Yes, it is. It's growing, and and that's so wonderful. You are a servant of Christ, and I want to thank you, first of all, for doing that and, and helping those women. So tell us a little bit about what got you into the Bible study and, and being a leader for Christ. What got me into Bible study initially, uh, actually to study deeper on my own other than being raised in church and going to Sunday school in church and that kind of thing growing up was that our younger son was born with some birth defects and had to have multiple orthopedic surgeries 
And so when he was about 10 months old, I was just in town one day and I ran into the pastor's wife and she invited me to Bible study. And I said, well, um, is there a nursery? And she said, yes. And I said, well, okay. So I came and there were probably about 20 women at that time and uh, none of them, there's one other one of that original group that still is is in the Bible study group, and we've kind of come in and out over time. But um, it was at that time that I began to study the Bible in a systematic way and to learn how to uh, to not only study it but to lead it because there was no one there who was the primary leader. We all traded. Everybody signed up you yes. know, a week at a time. Who's going to teach you this lesson? Mm-hmm. Who's going to teach the next one? And so none of us really knew, but we learned. And, mm-hmm. and God just put it in my heart to, to just be hungry for His Word. Right. Right. And I was hungry for what it meant and hungry for more than... Uh, than what some of the study guides were saying. And the mm-hmm. study guides were not very deep at that time. Uh, that's pretty judgmental, but they were just pretty simplified. Right. But just ac- actually that's what I needed was something simple. Well, I love time. how you were invited to mm-hmm. do it. And I just think it's so important that we look for people that mm-hmm. might be needing yes. that. And we mm-hmm. invite them because at the time you said you were struggling a little bit mm-hmm. with being a new mom and just going through some issues with health and so it felt nice to be involved in a a group and not only reading the word and but Mm -hmm. applying it to your life Mm -hmm. and talking it through with other women Mm -hmm. the fellowship yes was so important to you the the fellowship the uh, of course when you fellowship you have to eat so the the fellowship and eating but also the discussions that we Mm -hmm. had both during bible study about what the scriptures meant mm-hmm. and then just discussions that we had afterwards just as individuals with you know maybe with one or two other people maybe we'd go to lunch or something mm-hmm. and uh, we developed our friendships through that bible study and we also grew to love the lord more and more so i uh, i goodness did that for probably 10 or 15 years mm-hmm. And we grew along as the, you know, as, you know, as God willed it. Right. As God grew us. So if someone is looking to grow their faith mm-hmm. in relationship with God, you would say, and I would say too, get in the Word. First of all, get yes. in God's mm-hmm. Word and find a group of people that you can study with and share God's Word with. Because haven't you found that you learn a lot from other people as you're reading the word and as mm-hmm. you're discussing what all these scriptures mm-hmm. mean, and someone may share something, and you're just like, "Oh, I've never thought of it that way." Exactly. It's amazing. Uh, Bible study for me, a Bible study group that is most useful is one where you study the Bible and what it says, and then you uh, apply it, mm-hmm. and people share how that fits in their lives or how what that might mean to them. Or maybe you hear, like you said, uh, something that someone says, you're like, well, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, mm-hmm. that that fits me. And so we, as we learn, we grow, That's and we right. grow in the in the just in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we want more. Right. And so you would say growing that way sets you free. Mm-hmm. It does. It sets yes. you free because you know you can go to God's Word. Anytime and find hope. 
If you're struggling, you can find hope. And I say, you know, if you can't sleep at night, open in Psalms and read. And just read. And keep on reading. And God will meet you somewhere in Psalms if you keep reading. Yeah, He will. You had told me when you got here there was a psalm that really helped you. That one of your friends told you, gave you on a, on mm-hmm. a, on a card. And mm-hmm. you still have that and mm-hmm. you memorized it. So mm-hmm. would you tell us what psalm that was, what, what verse, and why it meant so much to you? Yes, it was Psalm sixteen eight, which says, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Uh, Psalm 16:8. Now that was during a time when I was in the hospital with depression, and she gave me a really short verse that probably wasn't useful to her. It meant something to her because she passed it on to me. It also was short enough that I could memorize it. It could be written on a card, but I also could memorize it when my memory was kind of impaired from the depression, and I uh, so I memorized that, and I have shared that. I don't know how many times with other people who were struggling, not with just depression, but with other issues, and reminding them that if we set God right there before us, because He is set, if we set Him right before us, that He is uh, not going to let go. Mm-hmm. We might feel shaken, but we're not going to be shaken out of His hand. That's right. And, and the book of John says that, that no one can uh, take you out of the Father's hands. That's right. Well, and it says, I have set the Lord always mm-hmm. before me. So yes. it's a choice. It's a that choice, That we must yes. make, like you said. And so that helped you get out of your mm-hmm. depression, thinking, you know, it's time for me to set the Lord before me mm-hmm. because he's there. Yes, and he's he, there. And he will not be shaken. And he won't be shaken away. And I can hold on to him, and he's going to hold on to That's me, right. and I'm going to get through this. And so each day can be a better day. Right. Some days are better and some days aren't. But that's that's really just life. Yeah, it is. And, and there are gonna so be good there's going to be good days and, and difficult day. days. Mm-hmm. That's just life. But, uh, you know, if we're living and breathing, we're going to have troubles. That's just the way mm-hmm. life is. Mm-hmm. But God is always there for us. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's right. In uh, Joshua. So... Uh, we can always count on Him. When we can't count on anyone else, we can count on God. Exactly. Do you have a time in your life where you had su- you said you went through depression? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get out of it? How did you get out of that time? Well, actually, uh, because of my my uh, family background and a, a long history, which I discovered many years later of many instances of depression in my family background that mine was more of a clinical depression and it required medication to help to break that cycle mm-hmm. of depression so that I could start to get better there are there are levels of depression and some depressions are the kind where you're sad you've lost something you've lost someone and you are uh you feel depressed. You've mm-hmm. maybe lost a job or you've a friend has moved, uh, but you move on in time, and that usually takes probably two to four months. But there are other kinds of depression that are deeper, and they have a more clinical aspect that require medication. And fortunately, we have medications that help break that cycle so that we can... Uh, 
begin to get better. Mm-hmm. It provides uh, our bodies with the chemicals that are missing so that we can get better. And then God is with us all the way through that. I believe that God is was the one who directed me to a doctor who knew what he was doing mm-hmm. as far as depression went. Mm-hmm. So he put me on a good antidepressant. And that's just, uh, I encourage people, you know, if you've had depression, you've had it a long time, then see a doctor Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Tell someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, The symptoms of depression are, uh, well, depressed mood, but also anxiety, trouble sleeping, either sleeping too much or sleeping too little, impaired concentration, um, irritability, and um, you know thoughts of life not worth it living uh, many other there are many other symptoms but some those are some of the major symptoms mm-hmm. symptoms of helplessness and hopelessness and worthlessness so uh, when you get to that level then you need some kind of intervention yeah. well I'm glad that you prayed and sought help mm-hmm. and the Lord directed you like you said to those doctors that you could get the help that mm-hmm. you, you needed but in addition to um, getting on the medication, mm-hmm. you said something very important. You stayed in the Word, and yes. you, you stayed with God. And I want to point out a scripture that always helps me, and it's from Philippians okay. chapter 4. Okay. And it starts this way, um, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the Lord is at hand. The Lord exactly. is holding your hand. Mm-hmm. And so don't be anxious. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Pray to me. Call to me. Call upon me. Yes. Don't be afraid to say, I need you, Lord. I cannot do this. I'm struggling. Yeah. I mean, we are weak. We're weak we vessels. Are. and. Even with all the medication mm-hmm. in the world, we're mm-hmm. still going to be weak That's without right. God. And so, mm-hmm. you know, listen to Him. He will direct you. And I do believe that there's a way out. There, there is, is a way, a way out. out. Yes. And I would say that, you know, God, uh, when I would be reading the Bible, I would come across scriptures that spoke to me specifically. And it was as if... You know, he were directing my reading, though he wasn't giving me a list of scriptures to read. I would come across something that applied to me and made me feel better. Right. Like in Psalm 139, it says, Even the darkness is not dark to thee. Yes. The night is as light as the day. Daylight and darkness are alike to thee. Mm-hmm. So in, it, however dark it is, whatever kind of dark place we're in, uh, it's not dark to God. Right. It's not dark to Jesus because He is the light. Amen. And He can see mm-hmm. through the darkness when we think we're alone and we think we're in the dark and the deepness and the darkness. He can see through that because it's not dark to Him. Mm-hmm. That gives you so much hope when you do read the Bible and you find those almost like answers, yes. direction. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so amazing. I remember before I was in the Bible, I would like go to other people for advice. Mm-hmm. You know, before I was mm-hmm. really a student of the Bible and really mm-hmm. trying to study and get closer to God. And I mean, not that we can't go to others for wise counsel, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really until I started going to God first mm-hmm. and opening my Bible that I mm-hmm. really felt that peace. Yes. You know, and I knew that He was going to help me no matter what. 
And we might not understand why we're going through something. Mm-hmm. There may not be an answer, black and white answer, but the answer is always God. That's, That's right. It. The answer is always yes. God, and we may not understand it, but we can understand that God is there with mm-hmm. us. And oftentimes, I, I think of it in terms of, of a sculpture being made where the sculpture sculpts out every piece that's not supposed to be there, and he ends up with a beautiful sculpture. Mm. Every and so God allows those things to happen to us to create us into what He originally intends us to become. Mm-hmm. And the the verse in Romans eight twenty eight and twenty nine. Sometimes we stop a little bit short of that, but. It says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, to those who, those who are the called according to his purpose, for those whom God foreknew he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. And that's what he's doing in the, mm-hmm. these difficult times is he's conforming us to the image of his son. That's right. And everything we go through is part of what conforms us to the image of his son. Mm-hmm. So we can know that there's purpose in it even when it seems purposeless. Even when it seems helpless, we seem helpless or we seem hopeless, we know that God has a purpose in allowing something to happen. And um, he is the potter. He is the potter. And if we are the we are the clay, mm-hmm. we let him mold us. Like mm-hmm. I love that what you were explaining and just envisioning that, you know, taking us. We're clay pots, and and he he just molds us. Mm-hmm. But we are bro- all we're all broken too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're all not are broken. Perfect, but he will. He's the one that can mm-hmm. mend us and help us. And I just think having that depression and anxiety and hopelessness is is something a lot of us have faced Mm -hmm. we have you know maybe not to the degree that some have but it's just part of life it is but god does not want us to be in that dark place he doesn't want us to stay there he wants us to go through it and he'll walk through it with us right but not stay there. he doesn't want us to stay in there and to just feel overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. uh worthless and like there's no hope because he wants to walk us through it and he will he will definitely because of course the scripture that i started with for freedom christ has set us through Mm -hmm. free so do not stay in that yoke of slavery you know don't stay there he wants to set you free from yes in bondage to it right well, let's talk a little bit about you as an author. Um, I mm-hmm. didn't know it until recently that you wrote a book, and um, you wrote it's a it's a children's book. It's illustrated called When It's Time. So tell us a little bit about about this book that you wrote in two thousand and nine. Okay. The book I wrote uh, called When It's Time well, I was written for the child of a friend, and he had had multiple uh, illnesses over his lifetime, and they were illnesses that he wasn't ever going to get over. Mm-hmm. They could treat some of his illnesses and manage to uh, keep him alive over with several surgeries over the years, but he still cont- continued to have problems that were life-threatening and eventually the doctors said that there was nothing more that they could do and always before his mother said that there would be one doctor in the group talking about treatment there was always one doctor who said no i think there's one other thing we can do 
and they would do it and it would help wow. and he would get better and he would get better and then of course in time things would get bad again and that was the nature of the the type of illness that he had but uh, this time none of the doctors agreed that there was anything that could be done so they said go home and call hospice and just get prepare for him to die so I called her after I heard it and she was in my Sunday school class and I said uh, what does Kyle think about dying and she said I don't know we can't talk to him about it we can't even talk to each other about it so I looked for a book to thinking that a book would be an answer that would help. And there weren't any books that would do what I wanted it to. Everything was like, you know, a tree that would, you know, the leaves would die, but they would come back the next spring. Or it was just didn't fit mm -hmm. what I wanted a book to fit, what I wanted him to know. And I wanted him to have hope because it didn't, we didn't know that he would die. Although they thought he might pass away within days or weeks. They just had no idea. But... Over the course of about a week's time and after researching all the books that were not available, yeah. <laughs> all that were available and none of them fit, I began to have this compelling feeling to write something to Kyle from God. And I went back to the, the bedroom one night when my husband and I were going to bed and I said, I'm going back to the office, which was in the back of the house. And, and uh, well, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to write a letter to Kyle from God. And I, he said, well, what are you going to say? And I really didn't know. And I, uh, I said, what do you think? And he said, well, I think you should write it from Jesus. So I said, okay. So I went back and I sat down, turned the computer on and prayed. And the, it just poured out. Mm, it just poured out. And the core of the book was written in about 30 minutes. And what I did after that was take out more than I put in. I just made some few tweaks in the core of the book. And then, of course, I added scripture to it because I wanted this book to, to offer hope, to offer a way of communication, and to not say you're going to die right now. Right. That there's right. hope. Everything that was said in the book, I wanted to have a scriptural basis for. I wanted it to, to people to know that it was not my idea of what heaven would be like or what uh, God puts us on earth for. It was what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And so he liked the book. And, I took and he it got out to, to read it. He did. He got to read it. It wasn't in the form of a book. It was in, the, in a manuscript. Uh -huh. And I put it in a, a three-ring binder and oh, took wow. it out to him. And we sat on the floor, and he read it, and then he scooched over and over it with his arms out and hugged me. Mm -hmm. Well, I love, I'm looking at the book right mm -hmm. now, and thank you for giving me a copy. Mm -hmm. And there's one part where it looks like there's a young boy looking out mm -hmm. over a beautiful uh, sunset mm -hmm. with birds, and it's just really pretty. And the words that you wrote right here are beautiful. It says, I am with you. You may not see me, but I am there. You can trust me. I will never leave you. I will always be with you. You are my precious child. I will show you the way. I am the way. And then you have the references to the scriptures that were quoted um, for that in, in, in the footnotes. So, so the one, footnote 10, which is what is that scripture, would you read that for us? Uh, the scripture of the 
you may not see me but I am there you can trust me yes the scripture says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you nor forsake you do not be afraid do not be discouraged Deuteronomy 31 8 and that that is so true so that that is a wonderful scripture for for people going through loss or, or knowing that they're going to lose someone or maybe mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. going through a hard time mm-hmm. in illness that mm-hmm has been told mm-hmm. you may not live very long. This is a really good scripture, and I love how you wrote it in, in the words like God speaking yes. to, to them. How comforting. I, I wanted it to be as if, you know, I wondered what would God say to him if mm-hmm. he could just sit right there and speak directly to Kyle, what would he say? Right. And that's that's what the words just came pouring out, and that's how it mm-hmm. happened. And I I know that you know people don't say it's not like god dictated to me no, anything to say but it was just somehow i knew what to say and more was taken out than was put put in later other than the footnotes mm-hmm. and the parent guide in the back mm-hmm. well surely um you know i'm an author as well and recently i've written a book called seek god and it was very similar to this in that I wanted to write in a way that it was God speaking mm-hmm. to to the reader. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you sit down and you pray and you just start writing, that is God. Mm-hmm. God exactly. speaks to us when we meditate on His mm-hmm. Word. And that's what I, mm-hmm. I do. And I know mm-hmm. you're describing mm-hmm. that you did. You meditate on the Scripture. And then he, it's almost like he, as you're writing you know, a prayer or just writing the words, He speaks. So... That is a way you can hear God's voice. Exactly. Nothing like that ever happened to me before, nor has it since, that for me to write a, a book or a letter, mm-hmm. you know, to a child from God. I also have discovered since, uh, you know, going to writers' conferences that it also is helpful to people who've lost other family members. Mm-hmm. Like a woman came up to me, a mother came up and said that her that what I had written had really helped her. And she told me the circumstances, mm-hmm. and her son had been uh, killed in a bad wreck uh, 20 years before. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's not what I wrote it for, but I th- was thinking that. I didn't tell her that, but I was glad uh, that it was that God spoke mm-hmm. to her that way mm-hmm. through those words. And then another mother whose, whose child was murdered mm-hmm. told me the same thing. It really helped me. And I began to realize that this is not really all about just for Kyle. It's for anyone who's had a deep loss. Mm -hmm. And uh, God speaks to us because it's from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love the title of the book. It's called When It's Time. And then you have a part in here that's very comforting. I'll be waiting when it's time. Mm-hmm. And then the scripture, of course, that goes with that is when Jesus said, I tell you the truth, you will be with me in paradise from Luke 23, 43. Mm-hmm. And paradise. Mm-hmm. And that that those last words that you wrote are very comforting. And of course, then the next page is an illustration of Jesus holding the little boy's hand, mm-hmm. which I guess is Kyle, mm-hmm. and then the other children waiting over the you know, over in the distance and very, very comforting. I just love this book. So how can one get a copy of this if they would like a copy? If they would like a copy, they can call me. And my number is 
903-573-6030. Say that again. 903-573-6030. Okay, and so they can call you and mm-hmm. then you can um, get them one of these books. Yes. I, I love mm-hmm. them. It's mm-hmm. it's helpful because we all know people that might be going through this mm-hmm. and like you said there have been a lot of women that have reached out to you a lot of moms and mm-hmm. said it, it was mm-hmm. very helpful so thank you for for being obedient and writing this you know obviously that night when god said i want you to do this mm-hmm. and you you didn't go on to bed you went and you did what god mm-hmm. said to do and yes. look how many people have been have been helped yes. by this and and I just think it's great. And you, your faith grew through this because yes, uh, my faith grew, and it's it has grown uh, even since. Not only through the publication of the book, but through the the you know my own loss. Yes. And uh, several years ago, well, five years ago, our younger son took his own life after a long period of struggle with some uh, variety of issues. And I realized that when it's time helped me as well Mm -hmm. because it was time. Mm -hmm. And even though it wasn't my time for him Mm -hmm. to step into eternity, it was God's time. Well, and God was waiting. And he was waiting for him right there because it was time. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's hard. It's hard when we deal with that. And I'm so sorry mm-hmm. um, that you have that, had that loss. And, but we, as believers, have hope. Yes. That we know mm-hmm. we will see our loved ones again. Yes, I do have that hope, and, and I know it. Yes, so that is, is the thing. So if you're not sure of your relationship with Christ, today it's, it's, the, it's not too late to ask God in your heart. And so there's a simple way you can do that. Shirley, I know you've led a lot of people to Christ. You've been on mission trips. and So what do you tell people? If there's someone listening that really wants to know this Lord that we're talking about, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, what can they do? I would ask them, if they were to die tonight, where would they go? Do they know they would go to heaven or what? And sometimes people don't know. And I say, well, there's a way you can know. Would you like to know? And so when those who say yes, and surprisingly, some people say no, and they're not interested. But others say yes, and so I tell them, uh, you know, ask uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So if you ask Jesus into your heart and you believe that he is Jesus, the Son of God, and that he died to pay for your sins, you can be saved. Yes, yes. Beautiful. So would you, Shirley, close us in prayer and pray for those people who may be wanting to make that decision and also those people that may be suffering loss or anxious or hopeless. Mm -hmm. And and I want to thank you for coming today. It's just been a pleasure to talk to you, and I know what you said is going to help many people out there who are listening today. So thank you, Shirley. Well, I appreciate your asking me. Thank you. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we just come to you now. Jill and I ask you, Father, to 
reach out to those and draw them to you who are struggling right now. Let them feel your presence if they know you already. If they don't, Father, I pray that you would draw them to you and let them feel a just a drawing to you, a need to reach out to you, to you, the creator of the heavens and earth and all this in and on the earth and above and below the earth, that you, God, would want to have a relationship with us is, is beyond our imagination, but that you reach out and you say, you're my son, you're my child, and I want you to have a relationship with me, and this is what you need to do. You need to confess that you're a sinner and ask Jesus into your heart and admit that he paid the price for the sins that you've done and will do in the future, but that you accept him as your savior. So Father, I just pray for all those people who are struggling, those who are without you, and those who do know your son Jesus, Father. And I pray for those who are struggling with personal issues, with relationships, with illnesses, with financial issues. Lord, there are so many people who are struggling today with health, all kinds of problems that are just in this world because we live in a worldly world. And so we ask you, Lord, to just reach out. And I know that as you reach out and when you're available to them, they know that they can reach up to you. You will accept them as they are because you don't say clean yourself up first. You say, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So I pray that they would just reach out and come to you, Jesus, right now. And in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. We